Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy, they know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. It is Friday. I'm so excited. I love Fridays, as y'all know. Um, And they keep coming faster and faster as you get older. (laughs) So we are here today. I have Arian in the studio. She was here last week, and we're getting ready for this fearless conference. So we are going to do a fearless Friday segment today, and we have a special guest Uh, Dominique Broadway, who's a financial advisor, calling in shortly. But until then, we are going to chop it up and and just enjoy the day. Um, It was funny, though, because I was trying to decide what to do for Cantley Keisha today. And I've been traveling. Um, My line sister and one of my closest girlfriends is having a baby. So I was in Kansas, Ella and I, to celebrate her and baby Bo, who will be here uh, what? Ella. You got a bow? Yes. Uh, oh, wait. It, you say, did you say your line sister's having a bow? Yes. Okay. I think we have a phone call real quick. Well, oh, probably so. My best friend Jada's baby's name is Bo, and really? it's coming um, September. Okay. And the shower's... Hold on one second. One second. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Who do I have on the phone? Gary Rawls, Jr. What? My name is Gary Rawls Jr. Oh, Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you today? How are you doing? I'm uh, good. So it's funny. I was trying to decide what to do for Candidly Keisha today. And um, over the weekend, someone was like, well, you should have a Fan Friday where people can call in and ask questions. So I said, let's do it. So how are you yeah. today? You have a question? Yeah. Uh, I mean, because uh, me, you like, like, uh, I probably should have, uh, I probably could have did the same thing you were doing on TV. Uh, how, like, uh, how you had got into TV? Like, how you had first got into TV? How did I first get into TV? Um, when I was nine months old, actually, I started with commercials and and <laughs> and then um, I did a feature film and did television shows. So I've literally been doing it my whole life. I think. Yeah, it's just... I've, been, I've been seeing you. Uh, I seen you in a magazine. I hadn't seen you for a long time. I seen you in a magazine, and oh, uh, I don't know. I had been seeing you. I seen the. You was dating some dude, and he uh he stopped talking to you after you after you got pregnant, right? Yeah, you know stuff happens, life happens, but that's not you what we're here to football. talk about. But thank you for calling. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Have a great day. Okay, you know, live <laughs> on Facebook, y'all. I'm so sorry, and I know y'all heard that. You know, I'm live. I know. Facebook. You know, when people, when you Thanks. open the line, yes, you open to the public. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. Oh Lord, you just, just kind of have to manage it and keep it moving, and yes. you know, 
So someone yes. said, let's do a fan. Maybe I should give more direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are going to take some callers. It was funny. I was um, over the weekend and someone was like, you should do a fan Friday. And I was like, okay, you know, that sounds like a good idea. We should definitely do that. And we've done it before when people have had the ability to call in. So maybe we should um, give a little direction to, because I, oh wait, hold on. Ella Bella, are you licking the table? Oh, Lord, my child. She's going to have a great immune system. I swear. I just looked down and her whole face was licking the whole table. Okay. Oh, man, this is one of those Fridays. What can I say? Um, But anyway, so how was your weekend until we have some call-ins? Because soon we are starting our Fearless Friday segment this week. And we have Dominique Broadway, who will be calling in shortly. Um, and she is a she's in finance, correct, Arian? That is correct. She's a financial advisor. We had the luxury last year and the honor of being on a GM tour together, and she is phenomenal. Well, we can't wait to hear from Dominique Broadway. She is actually taking time out of her schedule. She is in Mexico. Yes. Is she on vacay? Workay. Okay. <laughs> I like workay. You have to put a little vacay in in the work. Okay. I feel like it's very important. But um, anyway, so how was your weekend since we're talking about our weekend? My weekend was absolutely wonderful. My weekend was wonderful. It was hot, um, but I had a great time. I was at Kelly's visiting her ne- or her kids, my uh, nephews. We had a good time. Yeah. Ella, um, she's such a water baby. Oh, I love it. We were swimming. We went to my line sister's baby shower. I can't wait to welcome baby Bo. He will be here very soon. Are they spelling it B-A-U? B-E-A-U? B-A-E-U, I think. Is it B-E-A-U? Yeah, B-E-A-U. Yeah, that way, B-E-A-U. Okay, that's how Jada's spelling hers, too. That is so crazy. Are you excited today, Ella? Would you like to talk about something? And they're both Deltas having a bow. Like, that's so crazy. So it was an amazing time out at the Compton compound. Um... They have zebras and all types of stuff. What? Have you ever seen a Great Dane in person? I am. Yeah. Huge. Yes, I have. I'm in love with Great Danes right now. They had two huge Great Danes. Okay, but we ha- just don't bring them in, in public places. Let me tell you what's going on at the, oh, no, God. I'm serious, at the Home Depot uh-huh. over in Vinings. Uh-huh. They're bringing, they're allowed to bring their dogs in there. Yeah. <clears throat> No, no, no. All the other ones restrict them. So I'm walking around the store. This happened this weekend. So we're talking about what happened this weekend. Uh I know Ella Grace. And I just started seeing dogs. And see, the first person, I didn't want to say anything because I said, I don't know if they were disabled, if they were blind. But then that little boy started pointing out every color and everything going on. I said, no, he can see clearly. I said, so let me not say anything about this dog. So then I turned around. I saw another dog. So then I asked the lady, oh, that's probably, is that a caller? Oh, yes, that is a caller. I'll I'll resume the dog story later because it's it's definitely interesting. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Hey, it's Dominique Broadway. How are you? Hi, Dominique. Welcome. How are you? I am great. I'm great. I'm actually in Mexico right now, but definitely wanted to definitely excited to be joining in. Well, yay! We are doing a segment <laughs> called Fear, a Fearless Friday segment in anticipation mm-hmm. of the Fearless Reloaded conference that's happening in November, and I know you'll be speaking there. So tell me yes, a little I bit. I cannot wait. <laughs> tell me a little bit about what people will have to look forward to um, during your presentation. 
Yeah, so the presentation is going to be really fun um, and exciting. So essentially, you know, when I do these talks, it's you know, really about making the topic of money um, something that's fun, sexy, exciting, and really understanding that money it should be used as a tool so you can live the life that you want on your own terms. So we're going to be going over everything from, you know, setting financial goals, because that's something that people do, but they don't do. So they'll kind of say they have a financial goal, but never actually write it down and set it. And so they're in the same financial situation year after year. Um, but also setting goals, saving, budgeting. We're going to talk a little bit about investing as well. So it's going to be really um, just thinking about how you can use your money to, to start living life, you know, on your own terms. Nice. Tell me about your background. So how did you get into finance? Because I feel like, you know, going to spell, sorry, this is Ella Grace is asking questions to my daughters in the building. Um, but, you know, so often people think of finance as like just being honest, like a white man's world. And, mm-hmm. you know, so how did you get into it or have, be, become interested in the whole financial space? Yeah, so for me, um, you know, obviously working in that space, that's really what I saw. It was more of a, you know, kind of, as they say, old white man's job or field. Um, But before that, you know, my passion really started just by trying to figure out how, you know, kind of the rich were getting richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really got into this like at a young age and I was like, wow, you know, I don't want to have to work super hard for forever. So what can I do so I can start building wealth? And I really started asking my family about it. And, you know, they weren't, we weren't poor or anything. We were, we were pretty financially comfortable and they all had 401ks and thrift saving plans. And I was asking them like, oh, how do you invest in the stock market? And I realized that everyone had these retirement accounts, but no one really knew how they worked. So I started um, just researching and researching and really realized that it was really two ways that people were getting super wealthy. It was either through real estate or the stock market. So I um, decided I wanted to be a financial planner. Like when I was like 16 years old, I wanted to be a stockbroker. So I ended up, um, I went to Blue State University, got my uh, bachelor's in banking and finance, ended up getting an internship at one of the top wealth management companies in the world um, and was able to start working with clients that, had ten, twenty, thirty million dollars in investable assets, which basically means that's how much money they had kind of sitting in their saving or investment accounts just for us to play with do the wealth management. <laughs> it, yeah, really play with. It's crazy. It's like literally if you feel like wow, you let have, me like, just give you this thirty million. Go on and play with it. Let me let me see what you can do. Exactly. We would have clients that were losing a million dollars in a day. They're like, Oh, it's okay and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like a million dollars that's a lot. Um but essentially, you know, after Getting to that space, and like you said, it was it was all you know Caucasian males, but it was it was really more of a of a kind of Caucasian dominated industry, and I was the only really black girl there. And um, after being there for so long, and um, being there for maybe five six years, and doing the stock being become being a stockbroker, um, and being one of the only people that looked like me in the office, um, and my friends coming to me asking me for financial advice. Because um, after a while, they were like, well, what are you doing differently than what we're doing? Because I bought my first house at 22. I always had tons of money saved. And I was always traveling. They're like, okay, we moved from our dorms to our parents' house. So what did you? What were you doing? All hanging out in the same places. And so I realized I had a lot more financial knowledge than everyone else had. So that's pretty much how I got started and decided, really just quit my job one day. And was like, look, I'm going to really focus the rest of my life on um providing financial advice to people that typically would not be allowed to come to these firms because mm-hmm. they don't have at least a million dollars to become a client. Um, and so that's really how my passion got started and how I'm really doing what I'm doing now. So oh, what was that transition like um, going from corporate America to now running your own business? Oh, it was interesting. <laughs> it was um 
you know, it was it was fun. It was exciting. Like I'm an Aquarius. I'm I'm a you know super entrepreneur. I've had my you know got my first company when I was like seven years old, and so I've always been an entrepreneur. But doing it you know as an adult, doing it full time, it was exciting. It was exciting because everyone loved what I was doing. I got tons of immediate like press and things like that. Um, but it was really hard on me financially because I was so focused on helping everybody that I started my company really in a week and I just, it, it kind of just took off, but I didn't have good pricing set. I didn't have processes and systems in place. And so it got to a point where I actually ended up going up, going broke because I was helping everyone, but the dollars didn't make sense. And so I had to like literally take a step back and where I got to the point where I'm literally about to lose everything. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. This is not a passion project. This is my career. Uh And I had to like completely shift, refocus my pricing and restructure my business. And then I was able to really start to thrive more. But that initial transition was, it was, it was, it was fun, exciting and hard as hell at the same time. You know, you said (laughs) something that's really Um, important. But I also, you said something that was a, that's a really important life lesson too. You know, mm-hmm. so often people forget that you can't pour from an empty cup and mm-hmm. that you have to, you know, and, and it's not selfish. It's not mm-hmm. greedy. It's not any of those things to to make sure that you are pouring into you so that you can give. And exactly. you said and that, you know, your business model wasn't right and you you fixed it, but you learned that that lesson. Yeah, it was it was major. And I was just really like everyone that needed help is just like, okay, I'll help you with your finances. And like, okay, you have $50, you have a hundred dollars, whatever. That is not a sustainable business model. And so, you know, especially women, we're the kind of women are natural, you know, naturally nurturers. We want mm-hmm. to give, we want to help, but it was to my own deficit. Like you said, you can't give from an empty cup. And so um, that made the transition very difficult, but then I was able to learn from that. And also I was able to have my own financial setbacks that actually educated me even further on right. personal finance. So I know how to manage things when you get behind on, on certain bills. And I know how to also, you know, manage a $5 million portfolio. So now I have a <laughs> wider range of, of, uh, of experience there. And you know, so I think it was all God's, you know, lessons for me. And, I, it's, I really, really feel that and it's really important what you said, because a lot of times people don't realize money comes and money goes. You know, how you said you're managing these million dollar portfolios and then sometimes people will lose a million dollars in a day. You know, Mm -hmm. the difference between, um, you know, you have to understand that you have to keep going and that just because this is your today doesn't mean it's your tomorrow. And you have to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's where a lot of where a lot of people go wrong with with money. It's like, oh, I have money now. And. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You know, especially when people, oh my gosh, when people start saying YOLO, you know, you only live once. I was like, that is not, that does not apply to your finances. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to spend all of your money tomorrow because there is next week and your mortgage has to be paid next month or your rent or whatever. That is so, um, so I, I, think, I totally agree with that. What were you going to say, Oh, one thing I love that you pointed out um, when you said that women are nurturers, um, mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Clearly, you're nurturing. <laughs> I think it's so. I'm, I'm sitting here breastfeeding. That's why she's looking at. She's making jokes right now. But I think literally that nurturing. No, literally. But I think it's so important because so often in business, women make decisions that are emotional. And they're not business. Yeah. Like you were caught up in like, oh, my gosh, I just want to help you. I just want to help you. And then you had to step back and say, wait a minute. 
this is not a good business model. Like, this is not doing yeah. business. This is me leading with my emotions and not my mind. And I think it's so important as women when we make business decisions that they're truly factual-based and not emotionally based. Yeah, that's very important. It's funny. Me and my line sister, Mika, were having this conversation earlier today. We were, you know, just discussing some different... Uh, <laughs> yes, Ella. We were discussing some different business I'm just ventures and opportunities coming up and things that we possibly wanted to invest in. And, you know, just the importance of approaching business from a very, you know, does it make sense way versus an emotional way. And that's a really good, good point. Um, You have to I feel like it's also still important to follow your gut in business. Oh, yeah. Your intuition. Not to follow your instincts or your intuition. um, But it's just another layer onto that. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think even when I started my business, like if I didn't <clears throat> follow my gut or what I felt like God was calling me to do, I wouldn't have started it because everyone was just like, you have a great job. Like you're, you're 25, you know, you're, you're doing everything you want to do. You're living your best life. Um, better than most people who are double your age, why would you want to leave this comfortable position? And so it didn't make sense from the outside because and my mentor even told me, my mentor told me, you're never going to make money helping people that don't have money. Can I tell and I was you- like, that's, <laughs> no, that's not the case. Like they need help too, because you know, as typical typical financial advisors, they're going only after the high net worth clients. It's like if you don't, if you don't have a million dollars or even half a million, they don't want to talk to you. And so um, I remember him telling me that. So I am very happy that I've <laughs> made a living, kind of doing so. And so, something yeah. else that <clears throat> that you said in terms of you have to take risks. And mm-hmm. you took the risk, and you invested and bet on yourself. And a lot of people don't realize that that's the difference between, yeah, living a comfortable life with a 401k Uh and, you know, with a nice house and a dog and 2.5 kids and a fence. But, (laughs) you know, if you're going to really kind of propel yourself into that other stratosphere of wealth and of business, it does require some risk. Yes, a lot of risk. And also, too, I think another point that I often want to make is that Everyone is, is not meant to be an entrepreneur. I think yeah. being an entrepreneur <laughs> is something that's sexy right now, and it oh, is not yes. meant for everybody. Like it's it's not. And it's as not being for the faint of heart. You are, yeah, you are a salesperson. Like I am a salesperson, but I just have a fancy title of CEO slash entrepreneur, whatever. Right? But at the end of the day, I am a salesperson because if we're not selling, we're failing. If we're not making money in our business, we are failing. And salespeople are something that's typically a frowned upon career. Um, but I see a lot of entrepreneurs are like, oh, I have this pretty website, but no one's coming. So I'm like, you're not selling. No one knows you're there. Like, it's not going to work. And so, you know, and so I think that's also important for some people to realize, like, you, not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's not meant for everyone. Dominique, quick question. How old are you now? I'm 32 now. I wanted them to know that so that they understood that this journey was just not overnight. Like yeah. you said, you made the decision oh, at 25. No. <laughs> now you're 32. So yes, I wanted them yes. to know I that. Mean, it's been a journey. And I, I mean, I, probably, I was probably closer to 26, 27 when I like actually quit and went full time. And when I quit, I just quit. I didn't like have a business in place because as a stockbroker, you can't have outside businesses. Um, versus, you know, some people are able to kind of work at their job and then, you know, slowly transition out. Um, but no, this has been a long journey. There's no such thing as an overnight success. I feel like I'm probably more comfortable now than I've ever been. Um, but I'm still actually in the process of pivoting and restructuring things in my business because I'm, I run, I, you know, want to change things up. So, um, oh yeah, it's a, it's, it's an ongoing journey, but I, I actually enjoy the journey. That's what I enjoy the most. 
I love it. And it has definitely just taken off by storm. How many speaking engagements did you have last year paid? Last year, it was about 48 speaking engagements last Damn, year. Damn, homie. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was insane. And it was like, you know how you do your end-of-year review, just kind of counting and looking back and see, you know, sales, how did we do, everything. And I counted up all the speaking engagements. I was like, how in the world did I do that many? Like, it's... Right. I mean, I mean, it was like a lot of times, you know, three to four a week and, you know, my travel schedule was really busy, but I didn't also didn't realize that speaking was going to be one of my favorite things that I do and also such a large revenue source of my business. So I think another thing for as entrepreneurs, you have to be open to pivoting and open to other open, ways open that, to you know, make diversifying your you income money. Uh, you mm-hmm. have to be open to diversifying your income and capitalizing off the opportunities that God, the universe brings to you and presents to you. Cause so often yeah. people turn down opportunities because their tunnel vision is so, so narrow mm-hmm. that they're not realizing yeah. that it's kind of like, you know, that old, that, uh, you know, that story, that joke where it's like, you know, the rain is coming and the guy's like, no, mm-hmm. God is going to save me. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the guy, they, they're like, we're evacuating. Come, let's and then the boats come. And the boat comes by. <laughs> no, God is going to save me. Then the water's up to the roof and the helicopter comes by. No, God is going to save me. Then the guy dies. Right. <laughs> and then he gets to heaven. He looks at God. He's like, God, why didn't you save me? God is like, look, I sent the damn people on foot. I sent the <laughs> boat. I sent the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and I they don't, all these things. You didn't get the note. <laughs> right. Like, you didn't get the memo. I, I tried. You have to do your part, too. Mm-hmm. So, I exactly. love that part. And I also and, that, love- and, that's, and, that's, and that's really big what you said is that, you know, you have to do your part, too. And sometimes people are like, oh, God's going to just got to do that. He is going to do stuff, but you have to meet him halfway. Like you're not going to. He can open the door, but college. you still got to walk through it. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I also really like that she said you. You know, yes, it was uh, finance was your interest in building finance and building mm-hmm. wealth, and you bought your home. But I love the fact that she said you were also traveling and you were doing things mm-hmm. that you love because I feel like so often people, you know, there has to be a fine line because you can't take all this with you. So. What is mm-hmm. the value of it if you're also not enjoying it and enjoying yourself and enjoying the people that you love? So with all that being said, where does family and, and friendship and all of that come into play with being so busy? You know, that's family and friendship, all that stuff is extremely important to me. It's not more important than, than my business. So even like right now, I'm in Mexico, but I'm on a family trip, like with my mom and my sister. So it's just a girl's trip. We came here for a week. Um, it wasn't the best timing for me business-wise, to be honest, with everything I have going on. My mom really wanted to go. And it's like, okay, I can my computer. I can work when I can, but I'm not going to be like the person that's in the room working the whole time. Right. Um, and even making sure I'm taking it and spending time with my friends and like, Sometimes with my schedule, I mean, you guys probably can relate to this, too. I, we have to schedule stuff. Like, we shouldn't calendar invites for happy hours and brunches because our schedules will get busy. And so, it's like, I know that, you know, this Tuesday at 6 p.m., we're all going to the screening of Girls' Night. It's on my schedule. Nothing uh-huh. else will get scheduled into it. It's my friends, you know. So, things like that. Um just making it a priority. Like, that type of stuff is a priority for me. Good. I, That's, I, you know, as you they just say, said live the key. your best life, I'm... 
Yeah, I, you just I just said the key. The key is the making making it a priority because so often people mm-hmm. make everything else in their life a priority and don't realize that the downtime, the friend time, the family time is where you recharge yep, in order mm-hmm. to be able to show up. Again, it's filling your cup mm-hmm. so that you can pour into, and it's so so very important. Yeah, I mean, because I think we all meet people all the time and who are. You know, I've just met women who are like, you know, 50 years old. They've never been married, never had kids, never don't really have any friends because all they did was focus on their career. And like I said, not everyone necessarily has to get married. Not everyone necessarily has to have kids. But you want to have those relationships. And they they look up and they're wealthy, but they're lonely. And that's a fear of mine. I'm like, (laughs) I don't don't want to be that way. Well, don't, 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 don't let it lead as a fear. You know, just allow it to to empower you and to push you into living what you truly desire Mm -hmm. versus leading because you Mm -hmm. can manifest fears just even faster than you can what you desire. So don't put that out in the universe. You don't need them problems. (laughs) But but I don't want to take too much time because I know you're enjoying family. And I know you have to get on the shuttle. Last time I talked to her, she was was in Venezuela. Nice. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And of course, if you guys want to hear more, um, Arianne, tell them how they can Oh, yes. Definitely come to the conference. It's November 18th at the W. Midtown Atlanta. Check out the information at fearlessreloaded.eventbrite.com. Again, fearlessreloaded.eventbrite.com. You can catch more of Dominique Broadway there. Yay. Yes, can't wait. Thank you, thank you. And how can people contact you, um, your business, and get more information about, you know, how they can invest their their coins, their their pennies? (laughs) Yes, yes. So um, definitely go to the website, DominiqueBroadway.com. Um, I probably spend most of my time on Instagram as far as social media goes, and it's just Dominique Broadway. So those are the, the two main places to find me. Can you spell it? Because, you know, everyone doesn't do that very well. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E. And the last name is Broadway, B-R-A-D-W-A-Y, just like the musical. Broadway was like the musical. We had a little uh, Mm -hmm. dial in the middle of that. Well, Dominique, I can't wait to see you. I will be at the conference as well. Yay, I can't um, wait to meet you. I know. Enjoy. And we're going to take a quick break right here at Candid Lakeisha, but we will be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. We are back at Candidly Keisha. That was such an amazing little segment with Dominique. Um, I'm so excited to... What are you asking me? I'm so excited to have the opportunity... Um, to sit on the panel with all these amazing, amazing women. So we're back. Arian's in the studio. Arian is working her social media. I need to take, I don't know how she does this. I need to take notes because I'm not that good at it. I'm just so busy living life that I forget to pick up my phone in Instagram or Facebook Live or all of this stuff. But... So, yes, multitask queen. And it is Keisha's Fan Friday. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions you want to ask, call into 404-832-2963. That's what I was trying to tell y'all. Yeah, she she's on Facebook Live 
as we speak, like holding the piece of paper. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how she does all this. It's kind of cray, but you know, it's always so funny. I have a funny, you know, fan story since we're talking about um, fan stuff. Um, this weekend, I was at my friend's home for the baby shower, and you know, I'm very <clears throat> private about Ella and my 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 friends husband he has a daughter he has children from his previous marriage and you know she has a daughter from a previous relationship so it's an amazing blended family and his daughter lily just graduated from high school and i think i'd put up a post like you know congratulating like with my girlfriends because you know it's amazing i've had girlfriends from college for the past 20 years and you know now we're celebrating and our children are playing together i'm Mm -hmm. like that was like a real old lady moment right there i'm like (laughs) so i posted something and, you know, I'd met Lily and everything. She's like 18. You know, 18-year-olds are in their own world. Mm-hmm. Then she looked at me. I'm standing in the kitchen because I made dinner for them um, the last night before I left, you know, kind of as a thank you. But also, they just always love whenever I come. When you cook. They're like, look. Are you cooking? You cooking? So I'm making dinner. And she comes in the kitchen. And she goes, okay, wait. So who are you? Because I looked on Instagram. And not only are you verified, but you have over a million followers. <laughs> I looked at her and I just kind of laughed. She was like, so what exactly do you do? And so I was like, well, a lot of things, but among them, I'm an actress. So then she kind of like went and, you know, sat. She said, because I heard you say not to take pictures of the baby, but I didn't know what that was about. But then I saw your Instagram. And so then I laughed and then Doug and Leslie came and I said, so guys, Lily asked me, you know, what it is that I do. I think it was Doug or Leslie was like, well, you know, Keisha was, she's like, no, you weren't on the Cosby show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so then she starts, you know, she starts, I just see her furiously on her phone. (laughs) Then she looks up, she's like, oh my God, this is you. (laughs) And like shows me a picture of myself. It was the funniest thing ever. Cause she didn't, you know, she had different generation, different generation, generation. yeah. But I thought it was funny cause yeah. So Oh, you know, she's about to tell all her friends. Right. <laughs> she was in my kitchen cooking some fried chicken. So, yes, they'd requested my 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 famous fried chicken. Oh, so I know they had a blast. It was pretty yummy. And indulged. It was pretty yummy. But um, so what happened on this dog story? Let's 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 jump. I know we've jumped around a lot. This show. It's a lot going on today. <laughs> um, you know, when you do these impromptu shows, you as you can see, you never quite know what you're going to get in the call in. So we took our call in. I think we're going to take a take a leave of absence from call ins this week. <laughs> we'll, we'll start again next week and see how that goes. So, Arian, you're in um, Home Depot and you start seeing dogs. Okay, yeah. So I get to Home Depot and the first dog I see, I'm like, whoa, because these these are not, you know, how when you when you're in LA and we've both have, you know, have been in LA for long duration. Oh, Kunta, he, he, he exactly. trots through like Kunta, I'm supposed to be here. What do you, that's you mean? A small dog. <laughs> so we're used to seeing the small dogs, the little cute dogs in the purses, the whole Paris Hilton thing going on. Well, this dog is big. It's a um. German Shepherd, because I grew up with German Shepherds. I'm like, okay, why is this German Shepherd in Home Depot? Just walking around. Was so, it on a leash? Did it have an owner? Yes, you on said a, it on like a leash, he had his own cart. On a leash, yes. <laughs> but see, I thought that um, 
I said, let me not say nothing. I said, this boy could be blind or disabled. So when he started pointing out everything on the shelves and started talking about the colors, I said, well, he's not blind or disabled. Why is this dog in here? So then I turned around. Who did you and, get, Arian? Huh? Who did you go get? Okay, I, I, I didn't go get the person just yet. Okay. So I did go get somebody. I know you did. <laughs> so the next thing you know, I, I saw another dog. It's a St. Bernard. Whoa. Exactly. Do I have the little barrel around. I've had one little, of those too. <laughs> so I said, now wait a minute. Did you say, what was that? Bell, what was that? Remember that, that movie about the Saint? What was it? About the Saint Bernard? Yes, what I remember. What was it called? Bell, no, it's with not Belvedere. It's um, um, Beethoven. Be- thank you, because my baby was Beethoven's baby. Oh. Okay. Yes. My, it was, I named her Brandy Alize. Do not ask. <laughs> Jenkins was the last name Jenkins, but go ahead. So yes, she um, Beethoven was bred up in Upper Michigan. So I got one of Beethoven's babies. Either way, so I recognize that this is a Saint Bernard clearly in Home Depot. So did they do DNA tests to prove that it was Beethoven's baby? No, Beethoven was up there. That's oh, okay. what I'm to say. Hey, you never know. You know who the mama is. I'm joking. <laughs> so yes, then I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, this is another big dog in Home Depot. Why is it walking around? So then when I saw the third dog, that's when I went to go get somebody. I said, you know, ma'am, I have a question. Why are all these dogs in here? I said, this door is for humans. I'm getting a little concerned. And she says, she says to me, um... Oh, she said, well, our Home Depot is dog-friendly. Melvin, no, this has got to stop. you have to tell yes, the story. Yes, I am telling the story. Okay, I'm focused. So the lady says, I don't agree with it either. I said, well, what's going on? She said, actually, I'm allergic. And I said, well, that's interesting. We have employees that are allergic, but Home Depot is allowing this. And she goes on to say. You're allergic to pollen, too, and Home Depot got a whole bunch of pollen right oh around gosh. there. So just stop. But sorry. Take, so, a, take a Allegra. So then she says, um, the neighborhood she says, Rich, I said, this neighborhood's not rich. I said, I guess you say affluent or something. She's like, it's, that's why it's permitted. I said, are you serious? I said, so you're telling me in a neighborhood where the, the, you know, the level of income may be a little less, the dogs are not allowed? I was like, this thing needs to stop. Or either the dogs can come in or they're not coming in. I said, either or. I said, and I vote for them to leave. I said, because this is a bit much. So every time I turned around, there were dogs, literally. Wait, which, which Home Depot is this? Right on Cumberland Parkway. Me and Kunta are coming to Home Depot on Cumberland Parkway. Well, you will join the dog fest because I'm telling you, when they say Saturday morning, that's when it starts. They're like, I'm telling you, I looked around and everybody had a dog with them. And I was like, this is getting kind of weird. That's funny. Yeah. I like dog friendly places personally. They make me happy. I take Kunta even places really that aren't all the way dog friendly. He hops under the, the stroller and he peeks out. It's- I'm for puppy friendly places. Okay. You but, know, puppies do become dogs, like yeah. big dogs. But puppy, yes. Okay, so you just want them when they're little and they pee on everything. Just little. <laughs> little and trained. Little and trained. But to turn around and you see a big dog behind you, it, was just, it is it's a bit much. much. Okay, well, to this has been Candidly Keisha. I don't quite know what to say about the show. I hope you have enjoyed it. You've learned about money. You've learned about dogs. And you, I don't know what the other you've learned. I don't know. It's it's a lot going on today. But um, I've enjoyed myself. Yes. <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> you know what we're going to have to do? Before when I was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, before I was pregnant, we used to do like happy hour Fridays. And I was pregnant for freaking forever, which everyone was so kind to remind me how long I was pregnant. 
Um, I feel like we need a happy hour Friday next Friday. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Do we toast? We have cocktails. Yay! Absolutely. So this is Candle Keisha. Enjoy your weekend. We will be right back, right here next Friday with drinks. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Arian. <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 